Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 420th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. My highlight of the week is Tom Brady yesterday flashing his playoff form by beating the Falcons yet again. And as a longtime Patriot season ticket holder, the best is yet to come. The Bucks are in the playoffs for the first time in 13 years. And Tampa is full-fledged Brady mania at this point, given the way he has played the last three weeks. He's now fully incorporated Antonio Brown and Gronk into the offense, which is just lighting it up. And I'd say the Bucks are a very, very dangerous team right now. My low light of the week is the Patriots. Yesterday reaching... For them, complete irrelevancy. I don't even think they were uh, being shown on any of the uh, shows yesterday. Uh, They were just like as if they didn't even exist, which is not something we're used to in week 17 of any NFL season for the past 20 years. So pretty sad. And... uh, I can't think of anything worse than being irrelevant than the Patriots got there yesterday, which is very unfortunate. My bizarre story of the week are the Eagles seemingly uh, laying down against the Washington football team last night. Washington won. They're in the playoffs. Eagles were already out of it. Of course, this came because they played their third-string quarterback, Nate Sudfeld, pulling Jalen Hurts for reasons unknown. And there's quite the clamor around the football world about their performance last night. Speaking of performances, great games yesterday. Browns getting in the playoffs for the first time in forever by beating the Steelers. Titans and the Texans going uh, down to the wire. And Ryan Tannehill hitting a late Long pass to set up a field goal, which doinked off the right upright and went through to win the game for the Titans. So they're the division champs. They'll be hosting Super Card Wild Week Wild Card Weekend. Packers beat the Bears. No surprise there, but the Bears got in by the nature of uh, all the other games that were played yesterday, specifically the Dolphins being run by the Bills 
and the Rams beat the Cardinals to knock the Cardinals out, which, of course, had a big impact, and there's the real reason the Bears backed into the playoffs. So now, let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. That's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? 
I'm doing great, John. Glad to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for calling in, as always. And you had a big weekend. You were at the Alabama-Notre Dame College Football Playoff Semifinal in Texas, Dallas, to be exact. And Alabama, they looked great again, kind of what we all expected. And uh, they put on another show in, uh, in beating Notre Dame. Yeah, John, they uh, said that this season has reminded me on the song Stars Fell on Alabama, that legendary classic song, Mag Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith. If you can, you know, if they have good ball games and their star is shining bright that day, that night, it's a long day, it's a long evening for the other team. And, you know, Mac threw for close to 300, Najee had 100 plus, 125, Devontae seven receptions, 130 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, 20 touchdowns from a wide receiver, 42, I think, total at Alabama. Those are running back numbers. I mean, that's, I mean, Sean Alexander, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingham, I believe they have 42 touchdowns uh, rushing or something like that. I mean, what he's done is fabulous. And all of them, you know, Mac Jones, 4,000 yards, never been done at Alabama. And this is a shortened season. That's only the, um, what is that, John, the 12th game, correct? Correct, exactly. For Alabama, ten, yeah, ten games, uh, ten SEC games, one against the SEC opponent in the uh, league championship, Florida, and then Notre Dame. So, twelve games, four thousand yards. I mean, in a normal season, he'd be playing fifteen. So, if he, he's going to get to play thirteen, so it's two less games, and he still broke the school record, four thousand. I mean, that's why. And people, you know, Mac makes it look easy, but it's not. That's the most difficult position on the field. And he's throwing at 75% plus uh, a completion uh, percentage. Uh, and Najee Harris, I mean, we saw the leap of all time in the Rose Bowl. I mean, Sam Bam, you know, leaped over the Ohio State for about four touchdowns, I think it was, uh, in his day. But Najee with the leap over the Notre Dame defensive bag, that was, I couldn't believe my eyes. And I've seen Najee leap over a lot of people since high school since he was about 15, 16 years old in high school. So and he set the, the record at Alabama, you know, surpa- surpassing Derrick Henry uh, in less carries, and we all know what Derrick Henry has done uh, at Alabama and beyond. Yes, his leap will go down in college football history. It was the greatest hurdle of all time because he didn't even come close to touching the defender. He totally leaped from 100%. His body never touched the defender's body, and I don't know that I've ever seen that before. And I don't think it I was have. just, I know, it was right out of uh, Olympic track and field, you know, meet. Uh, yeah. It was so perfect. Yeah. And where I was watching, which was a crowded place, uh, it was a literal gasp. That would, not, that would not be an understatement. Nobody could believe what they just saw. Quote uh, Vin Scully from the Kirk Gibson home run, and uh, <laughs> boy, oh boy! I mean, what an exclamation point on his career with that play! I mean, that that play is going to live forever, and uh, couldn't have couldn't happen to a better guy, right? Yeah, and just thinking about this, John, as we're as you're speaking, uh, fifty-four touchdowns for Najee and forty-two, I guess, for Devontae on the same team. Uh, and on the you know through the same four years career, I mean, wide receiver, running back, that's the greatest one-two ever at Alabama. Yeah, and I think you know when you when you think about like 
big three at the skill positions, you always tend to think of, you know, Troy Aikman, uh, Michael Irvin, and Emmett Smith uh, in the NFL with yes. the Cowboys. And now you have that at the all-time highest level, I believe, with, you know, in college. I think this is the one that's going to be remembered forever. I think so. In college football history is like the big three uh, at the three main skill positions. And, I mean, that that's saying something pretty special. There's been some good ones through the years, both in the NFL and, yeah. uh, and college. But I think this has set the new standard. And you just listed the numbers, which backs it up. Yeah, John, I, you know, they, you know, like I said, Mac broke a school record for the season, uh, Amari for the career, um, and he's going to break some more for the school, I think, if things turn out well the next game against Ohio State in the championship. And, of course, Devontae has school, career, single season, game records. It's just, I, you can't uh, keep up, John. With all the records are no, setting, you can't. and they're and, it, and it's a trio on the, in the same year, same season, and uh, so they're now they're out to this championship game. But just going back to the Notre Dame game, I thought Notre Dame had a good plan. They weren't able to convert to keep up with Alabama on offense. I mean, they held them to 31 points. I think Alabama tried to preserve their defense by running the ball a little bit more. Alabama ran 55 plays, Sean. Notre Dame had 80 plays, okay, 80 plays, Wow! and they scored 14 points. And I remember the Clemson game where the, uh, Clemson ran 99, and they used that as an excuse. Well, the other team had 99 plays. I don't know, would 99, I mean, would uh, uh, 19 more plays in that game have changed the outcome? Do you think that's a possibility? Um, I guess there's always that, that chance, but I, I believe that uh, Alabama's you know, defense played well enough. And uh, like I said, Notre Dame had a good plan. But when you can't do something to to at least cut down his numbers, Devontae Smith, you're probably not going to beat Alabama because he's going to break weight. It seemed like he was playing by himself, John, on both one of the, two of the touchdowns. He ran on the left side. He thought there was three or four people uh, from Notre Dame to just push him out of bounds. And then he came across the field left to right, caught the ball over the middle, ran about 30 yards to the corner. And, and you felt like there was a, Notre Dame players might have an angle, but they didn't. And he just breezed into the end zone, made the dive, hurt himself slightly. But I don't. It's hard to believe watching Devontae Smith without Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, and Jerry Jude from last year, and Jalen was hurt this year. That teams cannot even come close to uh, curtailing those numbers. I know. No, and, you know, he's getting all the attention that someone of his talent deserves, but he's basically unstoppable. That's the only word, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just amazing to watch. And, you know, Notre Dame came into this game under heavy fire for their performance at the championship right. level in recent years, and but it wasn't at all to me about Notre Dame playing badly or whatever. No, it was no, totally uh, no, so. all about Alabama just looking unbeatable, literally unbeatable. Yes, and, and John, I, I, I know I mentioned this. I, you know, Clemson, two years in a row now, the game that ended their season, Brent Venables is getting paid two, three million, whatever it is, an assistant, one of the highest, if not the highest paid. His teams have given up six hundred plus yards, and they have yeah. scholarship players that don't have any quote unquote academic issues of you know becoming eligible at a place like Clemson. 
And so Notre Dame, you know, they're always saying about the academics. You know, one minute you beat Clemson, there's no academic issue. The next minute you don't beat him, there's an academic issue. I don't buy that fact. I never have bought that fact. I think Notre Dame was very close to being an elite team. They get a, a speedy re- receiver or two, a little bit more on the corner. Like, everybody's looking for cover corners. I mean, Notre Dame's not the only team that's having trouble, obviously. Look, let's, let's see if the next opponent holds Alabama to 31, Ohio State. Okay, let's see if that happens. Exactly right. And, you know, so this idea that Notre Dame data academics is the problem. John, what program do you know has the advantage of 100 years of promoting their university in 50 states? Correct. No, that Notre Dame is, Nobody, you know, no a one. school like no other. Right. No one. No one has that advantage. I mean, Alabama is now, I, I, I call them the Notre Dame of the South. They go to all 50 states. Uh, but no one has had 100 years uh, uh, head start like Notre Dame. So this idea, if you keep, you know, promoting that idea that, we have an issue with academics. It's self-fulfilling. I don't, I don't believe Correct. so. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, there's just, there, the game was just all about Alabama in my mind. There were, you know, it wasn't even a reflection on Notre Dame. Uh, nobody was beating Alabama, you know, on New Year's day, that, this past New Year's day, that's for darn sure. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see more against Ohio state who really did, lay it on Clemson uh, in a way we haven't seen. And I don't think we've ever seen Trevor Lawrence look so harassed ever. Um, yes. And then again, Justin Fields and Ohio state's offense lit it up. So it was, uh, you know, just something we have not seen in a, you know, any team do against Clemson in a lot of years going back to the Deshaun yeah. Watson days. And yeah, it was done. a bit I'm, shocking to see. I, I, definitely, I thought it was a, a very big upset. I mean, you know, I, yes. I was predicting that Justin Fields had played Clemson last season. They were driving for, what was it, the tying touchdown, winning touchdown. I can't remember the exact predicament. But the receiver went to the left, I believe, and Kevin Turner's son, you know, Kevin was the former fullback at Alabama. His son right. was safety there, made the interception in the end zone. I think that kind of ended the game. So I felt that Ohio State, you know, different year, different team, but they, you know, strong motivation. You're playing in the semifinals. You're playing opponent it was you're familiar with, and they have never beaten Clemson, which is a that's rare. I I don't know what major school can say they played Ohio State, I think four times, and Ohio State's never won. I don't I don't know if that's ever right. happened. Maybe not. Uh, probably I, not. I agree. Probably not is is, is right, and of course. Ohio State come in with a chip on their shoulder, given that uh, yes. everybody was, you know, calling them out for only having played, I believe, six games, and Dabo rated them, I think, 11th in the country. So yes. they played with a team like uh, they, they played uh, like with a team with a chip on the shoulder, and uh, yes, and boy, it really showed up big time. And again, we're just not used to seeing anybody do that to Clemson, let alone you, you know. Again, Ohio State, who hadn't beaten them and were, again, had only played six games, granted undefeated and looking good all six games, but it was uh, it was really just something to witness. I, I couldn't believe it, so it'll be interesting to see if they can carry that over in the national championship game against Alabama a week from tonight. Uh, it will not be an easy task because 
A chip on your shoulder is something you can basically get away with for one game a season. And they picked the right yes. game to do it. The question is, you know, can they carry that over a week from now? Uh, we shall see. Right. And, and they, they, they harassed not only the quarterback of Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, but the running back, Travis Etienne. I think it was 44 total yards. Now, we, you know, we know that the losses by the quarterback are included in the rushing total, but it's still 44 yards with, a, with somebody like Travis Etienne with non-factor in the ball game. And, you know, John, this is the team, Ohio State, played against Northwestern. I think uh, Justin Fields had two or three interceptions, only threw for less than 200 yards, I believe. And next thing you know, yeah. he's going against Clemson, much, much better athletes than Northwestern. And you're smoking them for three-something and six touchdowns. Can you figure this out, John? Because I can't. No, it was incredible to witness. It really was. Just something uh, none of us yeah. have really seen in recent years from a Clem- in a Clemson game, period. So, wait, right. he, it was uh, – it's good to, you know, discuss these college football playoff semifinals. Again, a week from tonight is the national championship. And uh, it's shaping up to be a good one, no doubt about it. Uh, just to reiterate, it'll be interesting to see if Ohio State can bring it to Alabama the way they brought it to Clemson. Uh, and again, they come in with a heavy-duty chip on their shoulder, and that can be tough to maintain over the course of two games in 10 days. So we shall see. Right. But, AP, it's time for our first break. So why don't we take that? We still have a lot more to get to on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show first america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and i'm your host john inglesby to join the show Call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we spent the last segment talking about the college football playoff semifinals. You, of course, were in the house for Alabama beating Notre Dame. And we all watched Ohio State take down Clemson. And AP, after watching the Alabama uh, game against Notre Dame and knowing that they have, I believe, two finalists for the Heisman Trophy, which uh, hard to believe is tomorrow night, uh, kind of unusual. Yes. It's typically been on a Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. But we have quarterback Mac Jones and... Uh, wide receiver Devontae Smith, and of course, uh, Najee Harris feels like he, he should or could be in that group as well, but he's not, understandable, uh, to a degree, but uh, after his hurdle on <laughs> New Year's night against Notre Dame, uh, he, he, he may not win the Heisman, but he's going to win Play of the Year, I think, with that one, but <laughs> AP, what do you think about the Heisman? You're a voter. Yes, yes, that was the most difficult vote I ever had to make, John, as we just discussed with three players from Alabama. But, um, you know, the quarterback position is the most difficult, as I stated, most complex. And when you get the ball to players like Devontae Smith and Najee Harris, people may take you for granted. But when you watch these other college football teams and receivers are open and it's over their head, it's behind them, it's in the ground, and then you watch Mac Jones with that uh, accuracy of 75 or so percent plus com- completion record, uh, he and 4,000 yards in only 12 games for Alabama, that's a superior season that's never been done at a place like the University of Alabama. They've been playing football since 1892 and had some quarterbacks of note. Through the years, including in the most <laughs> modern the era, was you know Tua Tungavailoa, yeah, and you know way back they didn't throw as much Joe Namath and Kenny Stabler and uh, Richard Todd and Bart Starr and, and Jeff Rutledge and people went on to the pros. Uh, so it, I I just don't I'm not sure the effect John of having three players in the top five if one of them can win it from Alabama. Because you have Kyle Trask from Florida is the other candidate, and um, Trevor Lawrence, who has quite a reputation himself. So it's going to be a tricky vote for someone Very from Alabama to win. With Trevor Lawrence, so, kind of like almost like a lifetime achievement award. He's been considered the best college player. The overwhelming choices 
you know, going number right. one in the NFL draft, generational quarterback, on and on and on. But yet he's never right. obviously won the Heisman, and he was out with COVID, no. missed a couple games this year, so he hasn't had stats, shall we say. But AP, I have to ask you, like Mac Jones. Yes. Yes. He has exceeded expectations, right? I mean, he, I know he was, correct. you know, oh, yes. good coming in, but I don't, I don't think anybody yes. expected this from him. Is that correct? No way. I mean, 12 games, you okay. throw for 4,000 4, yards. has never been done at Alabama. And, I mean, I thought he was a good quarterback. People pressed me on the question, you know, all ever since last year's uh, uh, Michigan game. And I said, Matt Jones is going to be the starting quarterback at Alabama. Bryce Young, uh, he's a tremendous prospect from Mother Day High School on the West Coast in California. He was, uh, appeared there in January, but I just did not think he, he was going to, uh, push Mac Jones from that starting position, and and I was, I mean, Mac Jones had good numbers last year as a, a replacement for Tua Tagovailoa. He put up big points against Auburn and in the bowl game. So you know he yeah, got it out to numbers. all the right players. You know, very you know he had exceptional numbers for the time that he played, and uh, but no one could ever foresee this level of achievement. It's nothing short of amazing, you know when. His numbers yeah. are amazing, but when you stack it up against expectations of when he took over the starting job two years ago, basically this was a second year, uh, then it really, really uh, is eye-popping, to put it mildly. And uh, I don't know. I mean, he he kind of feels like the favorite a little bit to me, as if he has had truly, genuinely the best year this year in college football, but and again, Devontae Smith. Uh, yes, I mean, you know, his teammate has also done things we haven't seen before. I mean, twenty touchdowns receiving. I think he he might have twenty two. I think a rushing touchdown. And of course, he had that punt return against Arkansas. But John, those numbers are just supersonic uh, when you put it in context at at Alabama. And that's the way I try to look at things. In other words, I'll give an example. In other words, if his BYU quarterback was in contention, they, they've had quarterbacks in the past with huge numbers. So it, it, doesn't, it wouldn't surprise you. But at Alabama, first time ever for both players with these astronomical figures, uh, single season, career, and, and uh, other things. So it was a difficult vote. It's, uh, you know, like I said, the quarterback is the – most complex position. And, John, a lot of times you look at a coach's record and you know covering the New England Patriots, how has the quarterback played? Well, Bill Belichick, he's finding out now without that quarterback, it's pretty difficult. Pretty difficult. Well said. You know? You know, and but yet you get the ball to someone like Devontae Smith, you can give it to him behind the line of scrimmage. He may probably make you look good. Uh, most of the oh, time, get, get some yardage for you, but so it was. It was so hard to to really come up with a reason to vote for one or the other, or not to vote for him. Yes, but I, I mean, think, Devontae I know Smith saying in the top spot, mind, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, Devonte Smith yeah. defines the word playmaker. It's like every time he touches the ball, <laughs> I expect him to score a touchdown. It's just that simple. <laughs> yeah. You know, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no yeah. matter what it is, a punt return, a reception, whatever, you could run a reverse with them. You just expect them to score. Yes. Because that's what yeah. we're used to seeing is him in the end zone. And, 
Uh, Kyle Trask, I, I don't think he has much of a shot. I think the Heisman vote was two no. days after the LSU game. Um, yes. You know, he, he was looking good there for most of the season, but that LSU game right. uh, not right. only kind of killed their season, it also may have, you know, ended his Heisman chances. And, uh, and yes. again, Trevor Lawrence, a little tricky. You know, again, it's almost going to be odd if he finishes his career without a Heisman, and, but it's highly likely that will be the case. But, you know, again, given his consensus, uh, you know, rating as, you know, one of the great quarterbacks of all time in college football history, and just, again, you know, it reminds me a lot of just Andrew Luck, you know, just an absolute, mm-hmm. you know, lock for the number one mm-hmm. pick. The word we keep hearing, right. generational quarterback, meaning every 20, 30 years, somebody like him comes along. And, uh, right. you, know, you know, but I don't know. I, it's tricky, but, you know, obviously Devontae Smith as a receiver, uh, tough for a receiver to win the Heisman. Just that simple. And, uh, right. you know, so I think Mac Jones really kind of has the inside track here. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the the Heisman uh, was Pete Dawkins an end for Army? Was he an, an end, John, for Army? And then Johnny Rogers and Tim Brown and then yep. Desmond Howard. I mean, I think I think Pete Dawkins was an end for Army. I think wasn't he? Or I think he was. I think you're, yes, yes, yes. He he was. I think I, he was. Uh, I'll have to go check that him. out. Yeah, and I've right. interviewed Pete Dawkins, and he he's a tremendous yeah. gentleman, to put it mildly. Um, oh yes, yes. But yeah. yeah. Smart man. Yeah, it typically goes more often than not. You, you know, some have even called it a quarterback award. But, uh, yeah. you know, um, so I think Mac Jones gets a bit of an edge in that regard. Uh, but we shall see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, again, kind of odd happening on yeah. a Tuesday night. Um, yes. Just, again, not what we've been used to seeing. But then again, 2020 and extending into 2021, right? Right, right. And, and John, I think uh, going back, I mean, even Pete Dawkins, I think there was one player, Larry Kelly, maybe from, uh, was, it Notre, was he a Notre Dame guy or something? But he maybe played end, but that was, you know, not the modern era of football, like end defensive end. So really the modern era really begins with Johnny Rogers in 72. You know, Pete Dawkins is two platoon football at the time. He probably played some defense as well. And um, so modern era of football is really just three people prior to prior to that, John. Correct. AP, I have to ask your opinion of the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Harkening back to just us talking about Kyle Trask moments ago, uh, Oklahoma just lit them up, boy. And Kyle Trask, you know, two picks in the first quarter, I believe. uh, But Oklahoma, they look great. Um, And Florida obviously did not. A lot of their players opted out, most notably their all-world tight end Kyle Pitts. But yeah, that was uh, that was really uh, a bit of a shocker, just with you know how quickly it unraveled for the Gators. Yeah, John, that was really disappointing that uh, uh, Oklahoma faced a Florida team with all those receivers. They opted out, and I, I I don't like that, John. You play the entire season, or you don't play at all. That's the way I feel. I just, I, I don't accept it. People accept it as hell. They understand. Uh, but 
what what if all these teams, every senior just keeps, uh, you know, what if they have 10 guys that are eligible for the NFL and they all drop out and you don't play a game? And here you are, you're just walking away. Your team gets blasted by Oklahoma. Matter of fact, that was Lincoln Riley's first bowl win, by the way. Really? John. Did not know that. First bowl win. First bowl win. So think about that for a moment, right? That'll go down the record book. Oh, yeah, he beat Florida. He beat an SEC team in a bowl game. But, you know, there should be about two or three asterisks next to that victory. But I just, I, it just really affects me in a bad way that these players are opting out. You, I mean, Jerry Judy, they asked him, that, are you going to play in the game? He said, yeah, sure, I'm playing in the game. That's my team. He went on to be the MVP. Terrell Lewis of Alabama right. and Trayvon Diggs, you know, Stephon Diggs' brother, they opted out. I didn't, you know, I, I hope this doesn't happen in Alabama. I think it's going to happen. I think players are going to opt out in October, John. It's going to, that's what it's going to come to, and then they're going to have to do something. They're going to have yeah, to well, do something. Kind of happened about with, this. Uh, yeah, it already kind of happened with Nick Bosa to a degree. Yes, he did. Um, that's right, he did. But I, I think, one one big time player. Injury, yes. but, yeah, I think he had an injury, but the, but he basically wrapped it up in October, and yeah, no, it, it's. It's becoming more prevalent by the year, obviously, and I think you're right. No. I think you're going to see more and more people uh, opting out mid-season, depending on how maybe the season's going. These days, I think it comes yeah. down to you know, if you're not in the hunt for the national championship, you're you're you may be opting out. It's just that simple. Once once you reach that right. point in the season where it's obvious you're not going to win, and if that's October, so be it. Um, right and. I, and then, you know, next year they're going to have the uh, name, image, and likeness legislatively passed in January here, I believe, at the convention. So you're going to be able to make money as a student-athlete in college. So the student-athletes, you know, they have their leverage, and it's come to pass, that, uh, no pun intended, but they're going to have opportunities. But they're going to be just as ruthless as, as uh, other people, it seems like. They're, no they're going to take that hard-line approach. They're going to say... All right, I played the first couple games here. I was already projected to be a top wide receiver, quarterback, running back, offensive lineman. I might, I might uh, take it to the house in September. Absolutely, and, and, and absolutely. This, this, and that's that's not good for that's not good for the college football. But no, it's not. They AP. may just have to live. Not, they, they must have. To, they might have to live with it. I think that's exactly going to be the case, AP, uh, and. Also, what is the case is that we've come to the end of our second segment together. So why don't we take our final break and still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this coming weekend, which is the first ever NFL's super, car, super <clears throat> wild card weekend. And what that means is, again, for the first time ever, the NFL will have two triple headers back-to-back Saturday and Sunday uh, in the wild card round. Only one team gets a bye in each conference, Green Bay and Kansas City. And uh, I'd say it does deserve the word super, um, to say the least. And it's just going to be... Uh, a football NFL extravaganza uh, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So that's going to be fun. And AP, that should be great, huh? On uh, yeah, on the weekend, uh, no doubt about it. It's going to be great matchups and all day long, both days. It's just going to be special. Oh yeah, John, is that moving forward now? Every year, moving forward. I'm not exactly sure, to be 100% honest. Uh, yeah. Certainly, I think right. you know so many factors contributed to it happening this year. Let's just say 2020 and leave it at that. And uh, yes. yes, and we'll That's see what happens. But I think it's going to be a it'll be a huge hit. There's no question. 
Um, yes. It's going to be, you know, the ratings are just going to be off the charts. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. At least. Well, AP, you know, we talked a lot about, of course, the games that were played here, uh, specifically mm-hmm. the college football playoff semifinals. But AP, as always, there was some big news off the field with uh, with a coaching change. Shocking. Yeah, yeah, John, it always seems to something happens in Alabama that affects everyone else. It, uh, it's just yep. uh, Nick Saban, he, he throws that pebble in the pond, and then it reverberates with all the uh, little waves and things ac- across the pond. So Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator at Alabama, be, has become the new head coach at the University of Texas, and they fired Tom Herman after four or five years. He couldn't get it done winning enough games, and then the recruiting was going south. I mean, I think they have the number 18 or 19 class. I mean, just, I mean you're in the state of Texas, John. It's Texas, California, and Florida, and you're the, the – uh, Biggest university in the state, and you're 18th in the country recruiting. That's not good enough, John. No, no. That does not get it done, uh, especially at a school like Texas with uh, perhaps the deepest pockets in all of college football. They can basically buy out contracts no matter what the cost for coaches and assistants. <laughs> And, oh, yeah. uh, again, deep, deep pockets, maybe the deepest. And, uh, yes. yeah, Saturday morning that just came across, the war, and that was just huge news. Uh, it kind of came out of nowhere, AP. I don't think anybody was expecting it. I mean, they were up and down, to say the least, under Tom Herman. He won a couple big games, lost some games he shouldn't have, but all in all, it seemed like it was passable. But uh, not not in the Longhorn State, it wasn't. No, no. And, John, I mean, they're, they're not at the level where they're even competing for the title in the championship game of the league. So they're way Correct. beyond, uh, you know, you know they, they have fallen very short of their goals. And uh, now we're going to see if uh, Steve Sarkeesian, with all the tremendous players that he has at Alabama, and they're scoring, you know, maybe 49 points a game and, 500 yards a game. Let's see, let's see if he can go to uh, Texas and recruit some players, keep them in state, and get it going offensively. But, John, once again, you know, Lincoln Riley, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, all these teams, and even now Nick Saban, you know, they're trying to find people to play defense as well. All the great athletes are on offense. You have to keep a couple on defense and find you the right coordinator because I don't believe Steve Sarkeesian – like I always kid these coaches that are great offensive minds. They don't know how to even spell defense, never never mind assemble one. Correct, correct. And the other thing is, AP, you know, he, he couldn't beat Oklahoma, which is really right. Yeah, very similar to Ohio State. You know, Michigan can't beat Ohio State these days, and these are just unacceptable to the alumni, maybe as much as, you know, uh, the records itself year to year is the fact that they can't beat their arch rivals and – so Tom Herman paid the price for that, no doubt about it. Yes, yes, he did. And, and A&M's having, had a, a very good year losing to Alabama, although it was by four touchdowns in Tuscaloosa. I mean, Jimbo Fisher, it seems like he's recruiting quite well in the state of Texas and beyond. So the, there's like a burgeoning yeah. uh, big-time winner over there. So that, you know, that always um, infuriates the, the Longhorn crowd. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt about that. 
Well, Steve Sarkeesian, as we get to the end of the show here, why don't you just give a quick thought on uh, on Steve Sarkeesian taking over at Texas? Yeah, you know, he was a head coach at University of Washington and, and, and uh, University of Southern California, had some success, but his overall record, I think it's 45 and 32. But, you know, he had some off-the-field issues, but he's he coaches quarterbacks hard. I know that for a fact. I had spoken to some people about that situation, and but he, he gets the ball to the playmakers. He's very imaginative as we watch this Alabama offense. And so if you, if you come to Texas and he tells you you will get the ball as a playmaker, you can count on it. Now it's up to you what you do with the ball, but you will have many opportunities. And he is a quarterback-friendly system. You know, he's going to play to that person's strengths and uh, let them make the throws that their arm uh, is capable of in the course of that offensive scheme. So, you know, he, if he hires the right defensive person to help him uh, and tries to keep the, uh, the high pay, high-powered donors at bay, uh, he can have success over there because I think it's wide open over there. I mean, Oklahoma, they have good offense. Uh, te- you know, Texas can match them with Steve Sarkeesian. And um, I just think that Texas is ripe to be very good, but they've always had the resources. But I think Michigan and Texas, John, in my opinion, have done the um, the least with the most. Correct. Well said, AP. And on that note, I want to thank you, as always, for calling and giving us your awesome perspective. And uh, much appreciated. Getting it right from the uh, horse's mouth, but... You were at the Alabama Notre Dame game, and uh, and good to get your input on that and everything else today. Thank you so much, son. My pleasure. And thanks again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.